Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zazlo Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zazlo Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zazlo Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 30th of January. Good to have you aboard. What a weekend. We will recap all of it. Good to have you here. We, of course, are a Blue Wire podcast. Everything Zazlo Show 2.0. Brought to us by our friends at Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. If you're involved in any kind of injury, you've had an accident, you got a personal injury, you got to make sure you get taken care of. And that's where Anajar and Levine accident attorneys come in. 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Make sure if you're involved in any kind of injury situation, you've had an accident, you let them help you get ready. You focus on your health. And they're going to focus on getting you the money that you deserve. All right. So, 
Championship weekend, championship Sunday. Holy crap, we got a lot to get to. What a sports weekend. We got the Miami Heat with, uh, you know, as disturbing a loss you're going to get. The Charlotte Hornets suck. Everybody knows that. And and in a scenario where you continue to climb the standings, it feels like one step forward, two steps back. We'll get to the Heat. Very disappointing loss yesterday. The Panthers are on all-star break. The all-star game, the festivities, it's here. It's in sunrise. It's here this weekend, all right? So the Panthers uh, end, you know, you know they're, they they go into the all-star break here with maybe their best win of the season. They, they, they get a, a thrilling overtime win Saturday night over the Boston Bruins. We'll get to that also. So before we get to our NFL rundown, we got to start out with the championship games. Before we get to our NFL rundown here, Let's uh, uh, let's do a little recap of the weekend. Otherwise, a couple things I want to point out. WWE Royal Rumble was this weekend. Make sure you catch our Royal Rumble r- recap show. It's still real to me. Zaslow Show 2.0. You can go and check that out, obviously. Had a lot of fun doing the preview and the reaction show for Royal Rumble. It, it was a great show. Cody Rhodes, Rhea Ripley, those are your Royal Rumble winners. They're going to WrestleMania. The big story, of course, the main event, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns. What's going to happen tonight on Monday Night Raw? So, huge show tonight as far as Raw goes. I'm really looking forward to that. You got uh, you got no Heat basketball tonight, no Panthers uh, hockey tonight. So, it, it works out really well. We're going to be dialed in, focused on my stories tonight, Monday Night Raw. And make sure you go back and you listen to our recap show from Raw Rumble. It's still real to me. I saw over the weekend, you know, my son and I, my older son, he, soccer, soccer starts up next weekend as far as, he's got training, but games start up next weekend, so shit's about to pop off, all right? So this past weekend was the first, the last weekend, really for the next, like, few months that we don't have soccer, and uh, we see a lot of movies. So we went and we saw the movie, there's a bunch of movies that are out right now that we want to see. We want to see Megan, that's the movie with the doll who who is uh you know has its own AI and and it's like it's it, it kills people to protect this little girl. All right, that movie looks crazy. We also want to see the movie Infinity Pool. Have you seen the trailer for this Infinity Pool? Alexander Skarsgård. It it looks batshit. All right, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to see it with my son. It may be inappropriate for him, but this Infinity Pool looks wild. So. There's some, and there, I think there's one more movie that's out there right now that I want to see. But anyway, we went and saw the movie Plane this weekend. Yo, let's go see a good action flick. Plane with Gerard Butler. That movie's good. If you just want an action movie that you don't have to think too hard, real easy to understand, get in, get out, all right? So uh, Gerard Butler, he plays a pilot and and, and the plane, they, they lose power. They went through an electrical surge and a storm. And they land on this, like, remote island in the Philippines, which is run by, like, insurgents, and and it's a disaster. And so, they wind up having to kind of survive on this island. They have to, they have to survive and, and then wait for rescue, you know, to, to get off this island while they're being, like, you know, uh, uh, they, they've been taken as hostages by these, by, by, like, these insurgents. But here's the twist. So, on the plane... There's a transport, a convict transport, uh, a guy who's committed homicide. He's being transported to some prison. He's going to spend the rest of his life there, obviously. But when they crash, this convict, he helps Gerard Butler, the pilot. He helps them fight off the bad guys. That's the movie. I don't need to explain anything else to you. That's the movie. So 
We really enjoy that. Like I said, easy. A- Sometimes you watch just a good popcorn movie, you know? Popcorn movies. Just, you know, just sit there, enjoy the movie. You don't have to think too hard. Get in, get out. That's what this movie, Plane, was. Really enjoyed it. So I recommend that. So we, we had a fun weekend. Like I said, Royal Rumble was the star of the weekend. We went and saw the movie Plane. That was fun. Went to Briny yesterday. You know, Briny's my spot. If you're looking to watch the Super Bowl coming up in a couple weeks, Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach, world's greatest upscale dive bar. You take Atlantic Boulevard all the way to Atlantic Ocean. Don't park in the ocean. Park behind the Briny. They will validate your tag. Free parking there. Live music every single day at the Briny. And, of course, Monday through Friday, got happy hour, the Briny hour, starting at 4 p.m. I was there yesterday. I'm on the wall now. I made the wall on the Briny. You know, they got pictures of people who come by, what have you. And we got a picture of me doing this show. So I'm on the wall at the Briny. That's awesome. I love that. We had a great time there. World's greatest upscale dive bar. If you're looking for a place to watch games or you just want some good music, you want to get some good food, craft beers on tap. Briny, Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. You know that's my spot. So, like I said, before we get to uh, excuse me, NFL Rundown, that's the main story here. We are going to talk. To, we're going to talk some NBA coming up in a little bit here with Zach Harper. You hear him on Sirius XM Radio. You hear Mad Dog Radio, uh, Meadowlark Media, of course. He's a good guy, actually, to talk a little bit about the movies with. All right, because he does that that cinephobe podcast with uh, Amin El Hassan. Right, so we'll get Zach Harper on. We're going to talk some NBA with him. We'll do some Heat basketball. He also writes for The Athletic. So there you have it. We haven't spoken to him in a while, so we'll get him on the show. And like I said, uh, you hear him doing you know all kinds of stuff with Metal Arc Media also. Cinephobe. We'll do some movies with him too. But mostly NBA. Mostly Heat. The, the Heat terrible yesterday afternoon at the Hornets. You got trade rumors out there as far as the Heat are concerned. So we'll get to all that good stuff. But you know what time it is. It's a Monday. The big story from the weekend was our championship games. Let's do our NFL Championship Sunday NFL Rundown. Of course, it's brought to us, as it has all season, by Brunt Insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. you got to make sure if you need to get your home cover. Well, you have to get your home cover. you got to get homeowner's insurance, all right? Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The market is really confusing out there. If you're just searching around, what kind of insurance should I get? What kind of coverage do I need? That's, that's where Brunt Insurance comes in. Let Brunt Insurance sort this out for you. Fully licensed staff. They know the area because, hey, they're in the area. But we're talking all of Florida, Pensacola to the Keys and beyond. Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. I've been using Brunt Insurance to help cover my home for about 10 years now, all right? They specialize not just home, but auto and life insurance. So whatever your price range is, whatever you need covered, they're going to be able to sort it out for you. If you need affordable care, like I said, that offers the best coverage for your automobile, your home automobile, motorcycle, even your even your boat, the right call is Brunt Insurance. 954-589-2204. They got the expertise and experience to make sure that the right coverage is for your house right now. Comprehensive policies for whatever you got going on, all right? It, it, could, be, it, it could be really a... It, 
It could make you nervous what you want to get to cover your home, to cover your car, to cover your your your, your boats. You got to make sure you're taken care of, all right? So take it from me. I wouldn't be recommending them if I didn't use them myself, and I know I can trust them. So at Brunt Insurance on social media, bruntinsurance.com. And, of course, you can call today and make sure you're covered, 954-589-2204. Let's get to our championship Sunday NFL rundown. The afternoon started out with the NFC Championship game. The Eagles, they're a slight favorite. I think they were minus three going into the game. Actually, I know they were because we had the Eagles. The Eagles were minus three going into the game yesterday. Brock Purdy has never lost. Brock Purdy gets hurt early in the game. But right before that, the Eagles, they went ahead 7-0. Aggressive teams in attempting fourth downs. Second and goal. And it off. Sanders walks in. Touchdown, Eagles. So that got the Eagles on the board there. That was the first of two touchdowns there for Miles Sanders. Like I said, Brock Purdy would now get hurt. Josh Johnson has to come in. But the 49ers, they seem like, all right, we're still going to be able to hang around. You got a big run from Christian McCaffrey, which tied the game at seven. That was a bit of a shocker. We're now early into the second quarter, and Miles Sanders would give back the Eagles the advantage. You can see why. Second down and five. Sanders gets it left side. Big room and a touchdown for Sanders. His second. So there you go. As you had now, the Eagles go ahead 14-7. And from this point on, it was all Eagles the rest of the way. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Didn't have to do much. They ran the ball a ton. They were able to run out the clock. It was a real ho-hum victory because then Josh Johnson got a concussion. Brock Purdy had to come back in the game, even though he can't throw the ball because of his elbow. And it was a total disaster for the Niners. It was a huge letdown because you figured this game was going to be a knockdown, drag them out type of affair. And instead, it, it it was a really boring blowout victory for the Eagles. And that's the part about football That really bugs you, or at least bugs me, where it really does come down to which team's healthy, which team's players don't get hurt. And there's so much luck involved there. And I hate that about football. It really, it it comes down to which team gets lucky as far as the injuries. And the 49ers have been lucky, have been unlucky all year. They got lucky with Brock Purdy, but then he winds up getting hurt. Johnson gets hurt and, and you literally don't have a quarterback. Jalen Hurts was 15 of 25 for 121 yards. He had 39 yards rushing and a touchdown. Miles Sanders, 42 yards rushing. He had the two touchdowns there. 31-7. The Eagles win the NFC. Here's Jalen Hurts after the game in the locker room. That's a great play right there. I want to give gratitude to everybody in this this locker room right now. Everybody in this locker room, because we talk about being a family. We talk about what that mean. We practice that every day. But today, we play together. Today, we had each other back. Today, we played like a family. We played like a family. And we still did what? We still left money on the table. We still left that. And I, and I admire, now nah, ain't no budget. And, I, and I, admire, I admire the faces that y'all have here. Like, that's the, I, I love that. I love that because we know what we can do. And we know what we can be. And we know it's in our hands. And that's how it's going to always be. But we continue to take these steps and take advantage of every opportunity we have moving forward. And we can be a really dominant football team. Every time, every play. But! Yeah. Go, 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 turn up, 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 tur
confidence. Yeah! We a family, we go hard together. We go through every everything together. Everything together. Family on three, one, two, three. I gotta be honest, I'm pr- I'm pretty impressed with Jalen Hurts. Uh he seems like an easy guy to root for. I think he's the MVP of the league. I don't, I don't know if he's going to win it. I mean, it's either him or Mahomes. I mean, the two MVPs of the league, two potential MVPs, are now facing off in the Super Bowl. We'll get to the AFC in a second here. I'm impressed with, with Jalen Hurts. He's been fantastic. Very similar situation to Tua going into this season where you didn't really know if the Eagles like him. And by the way, speaking of Tua and speaking of the Eagles there, similar situation and the coach as well. Nick Sirianni, you go back before last year, like his... his his introductory press conference, it was kind of a joke. People were making fun of him, you know. A coach does not have to be a finished product in his first year. Same thing with the quarterbacks. Rookie quarterbacks, they're going to grow. You look at the growth with Tua, you look at the growth with Jalen Hurts. Why wouldn't coach get better after his first year? Why would a coach be a finished product in his first season? I made that point, you know, the latter part of the season about Mike McDaniels. And I think you could say, Mike McDaniel, and I think you could say the same thing about Nick Sirianni. You know, rookie coaches are going to make mistakes. And there, there's so much room to grow. And you see that now. Sirianni, the Eagles, they're in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think they obviously have, look, obviously they have a shot. They're in the Super Bowl. But uh, I, I don't see the Chiefs as being this invincible team. Right now, the Eagles are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Early line, I know it's moved even a little bit so far at the start here over the last, you know, 24 hours. Eagles are out two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, that seems about right to me. I think the Eagles should be favored. So, let's get to the AFC here because this is where all the drama was, right? So, Chiefs end up winning the AFC 23-20 over the Bengals. Let me give... let's, Let's get right down to the nuts and bolts here. All right, so we're late in the game. And we're tied at 20 at this point. You know the setup, all right? It's late in the game. You had the, you had the big, uh, you had the big uh, return there, the big punt return. I know the officiating has been the story for you know the last 24 hours. I- I'm I'm not about to go crazy with the officiating just because anything I tell you right now with the officiating is not something that you haven't already heard. The officiating stunk. It was really weird what happened with the third down instead of it being fourth down. Now it's third down again. Although you then do see the replay. And the back judge was running in and trying to stop the play. I mean, I would have liked him to be a little bit more aggressive in actually stopping that play. But you did see the replay, and he did, like, they they did just make it up, all right? But throughout the game, there were weird calls. So they got the play again. They end up getting the sack, which works out then for the Bengals. But Eli Apple, he's called for defensive holding. So now they ended up punting on that drive anyway, I believe. But it, it was a game's worth of... Sitting there, be like, man, I feel like the Chiefs are getting every call. All right, you know, and but anyway, so I'm I'm not going to sit here railing against the officiating. Everyone's railing against the officiating. We get it. So it's tied at 20 late in the game. You got the big punt return there, so you got the good field position. And on third down, now this is dicey here because it's third and four. I think it was third and six, third and four, and they don't have any timeouts. So and and there's what like I don't know, it was like 12 seconds left or something. So. If they get the first down, okay, fine. They'll be able to run up and spike it in time, most likely, and set up a field goal. But 
if they don't get the first down, then you got fourth down coming up here, and the clock is running. You don't have enough time to get the field goal unit out there. Like, this was a dicey scenario. So you get the perfect play. Mahomes scrambles and manages to pick up the first down and get out of bounds, which is going to set up a situation where, all right, they may be able to kick a long field goal now. It's going to be a 60-yard field goal. They're probably not going to make it, but at least you're giving yourself a chance. Or you can throw the ball into the end zone. 60 yards and that kind of weather, and you get the personal foul. And the second it happened, you know what? Here, let me give you, here's the Bengals' radio call. Snap. Two receivers out to each side. Mahomes with a deep drop. Finish. Now moving in the pocket. Running to the right and running well. He's at the 50. He's trying to run for the first down. He goes out of bounds. And the Bengals no. push him after no. he was out of bounds. Multiple flags Ugh. are going to tack 15 yards onto this play. Eight seconds left in regulation. And with that penalty, the Chiefs will be in field goal range. Man, you have to be more aware. This football team has got a lot of awareness. Not on that play. Personal foul, unnecessary roughness. Defense number 58. The penalty is 15 yards from the end of the play. Automatic first down. So, right when it happens, you know, oh, it's going to be a personal foul. How could they throw the flag? No, how could they throw the flag? You know how they, they have to throw the flag. It was such a blatant, boneheaded play. How do you say his name? Joseph Osei? Joseph Osai? I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly. But such an automatic call. Look, did, did Mahomes sell it? Yeah, I think he did. But it doesn't matter if he sold it. It's not like there's an embellishment penalty like in the National Hockey League. Yeah, he sold it. He sold what was very clearly a personal foul. Very easy call. You have to call it. And what would have been a 60-yard field goal is now a 45-yard field goal. Drills it. Probably an extra five yards on it. One going to make it from 60. 45, though, he can make it. Butker kicks the game winner. Here's the final call. And to have multiple laterals. And then stay in your lane. There is the squib. It bounds in front of the receiver. Clock now. They're going to throw it across the formation. And it is caught over there now. Slipping. And the Chiefs will tackle him. This game is over. This game is over. You can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs as the AFC champions. And for the third time in four years, Lamar Hunt Trophy, the trophy named after this franchise's founder, is back in Kansas City where it belongs. What a gutsy victory. Grab a bucket of guts. The Chiefs are going to end the season where they began the season in Glendale, Arizona and Super Bowl 57. Very good final call there. Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl. You're getting the Andy Reid Bowl. You're getting the Kelsey brothers. It's the matchup that the NFL, we talked about this last week, it's the matchup that the NFL most would have wanted. Doesn't mean it's scripted. Doesn't mean it's fixed. Chiefs, Eagles, that's your Super Bowl. Eagles are two and a half point favorite right now. I'm sure the line will continue to move one way or the other. But everyone's talking today. There's several things everyone's talking today. All right. Mahomes, heroic, gutsy, ballsy performance. Amazing. He couldn't move. And the biggest play of the game, he scrambles for the first down, setting up the boneheaded play by this Joseph Asai. All right. You also, of course, you have the other side of things, which was Joe Burrow. I thought we were about to see Joe Burrow legacy drive. Now, Burrow was in the Super Bowl last year. We all know he's amazing. But that third and 16 back against the end zone picks it up there to the tight end. 
Burrow is so amazing. He's so easy to root for. He's just so cool. I don't care what my former co-host Amber Wilson says. He's so cool. Burrow Mahomes. It's the new Brady Manning, right? This is the... This is the... You, you, they play in the regular season. They play in the postseason. They're... I mean, they're probably the two best quarterbacks in the league, right? Mahomes won Burrow too. I think those are the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. Especially because Josh Allen definitely got knocked down a peg with his performance in the postseason and the last few games of the regular season. I think Mahomes and Burrow are number one and two. Mahomes-Burrow rivalry is new Manning-Brady. And and because remember, they're not in the same division and neither were Manning and Brady. This, this is the new big-time quarterback rivalry. Both quarterbacks, very likable as well. Very easy to root for. It Even amidst all the officiating, it... It felt like we were watching a classic, man. These two teams. And so I feel like both teams played great. They didn't. But you got these two teams that are just battling. Uh, that game was amazing. Incredible drama. Now, as far as the personal foul. So, I was apoplectic when it took place. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that we're watching this kind of showdown. This kind of amazing game. And it's going to end with this call. And that's not on the officials. That's on the player. That's on him. The officials have to make that call. That's on the player. And if, 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 if I'm that apoplectic in that spot as a neutral observer, I couldn't even imagine how the Bengal fan was feeling in that moment. Now, let me tell you something. I hate the phrase, win as a team, lose as a team. It's not his fault. No, it's his fault. Yeah, he cost them the game. Now, are there other plays during the game where if this would happen, if this would happen, we could have won the game? Yes, but in that moment right there, if he doesn't do the stupid thing, you don't lose right there. He did the stupid thing, and you lost. He he cost them the game. He blew the game. When does a team lose a team? Not always. Sometimes a player does something stupid, and it costs your team the game. That's what we saw last. I hate that phrase, when it's a team loses game. No, he blew the game for them. So, as a neutral observer, again, I'm watching him on the bench now. And he is, I mean, hysterical crying. Rightfully so. And so, again, as a neutral observer, I feel really bad now. I feel so bad for him. You know, because he knows sitting there, most importantly, he let his team down. But also, like... The entire country, the entire world that's watching the game is pointing their finger at him. You blew the game. You cost your team the game. And he lets so many people down. I, From a human perspective, I feel so terrible for him in that spot. But not if I'm a Bengals fan. This is sports, man. Super high stakes. And if I'm a Bengals fan, I don't ever want to see him near my team ever again. I, I, like, I, I can't even imagine my season ending as a fan because of that stupidity. Again, neutral observer, I feel really bad for him now in that spot. But if I'm a Bengals fan, no, there's there's no... Like, there's no you saw how mad I was at Mackenzie Weger. You know what you did, Mackenzie Weger. I don't ever want you near this team again. And they got rid of him for what he did at the end of Game 2 against Tampa. And this was so much worse than what Mackenzie Weger did. If I, I'm a regular fan, I feel really bad for him. I do. But as a Bengals fan, it's... You can't recover from that. It's the worst way to lose if you're a Bengals fan. So, I get it, man. 
I get regular fans like you and me who aren't Bengals fans who feel bad for him right now because we're all human beings. You feel really bad. But if you're a Bengals fan, yeah, I just... I, I, he totally cost them the game. And I, I, I can't imagine feeling that way as a fan losing on some stupid bullshit like that. You want to also hear some stupid bullshit? So when Patrick Mahomes on the field with Tracy Wolfson after the game, right? And Orlando Brown comes and interrupts and starts yelling at the camera and, and, and holding Mahomes. Give this guy his respect. Put some respect on his name. Are there people out there who don't respect Patrick Mahomes? Are there people out there who don't think Mahomes is the best? Who doesn't respect Patrick Mahomes? You know what it feels like? So it was idiotic. You know what it was like? It reminded me of after the 2020 NBA Finals when the Lakers beat the Heat and LeBron gets the MVP trophy and he says, and now I want my damn respect. Who isn't respecting LeBron? Who doesn't think LeBron is the best? And if you don't think LeBron is the best, then at the worst... You think he's the second best because you're putting Jordan ahead of him. I'm pretty sure that's respect. This this is like the equivalent, right? Who doesn't respect Patrick Mahomes? Anyway, how about Travis Kel- uh, Travis Kelsey? He he was having himself a time after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to thank God, man. <laughs> Whoa! Arrowhead mass! Whoa! Yeah, I mean, look, that's bulletin board material. For people out there who don't think that bulletin board material means anything, clearly the the Chiefs, they had, they you know, they, they had a bug up their culo the whole week over this. And then you got a little bit more of Travis Kelsey on the podium. And I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Kelsey was funny after the game, man. Uh, you're, this could be a fun Super Bowl. This would be a good Super Bowl. Uh, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of a lot of mess about the officiating. I just I, I I'm not trying to I'm not trying to pile on about that. Everybody knows it stinks. I don't think it's very interesting to go on and on about the officiating. The big story there was Mahomes, uh, Burrow, of course, amazing, and the stupidity from this Joseph Asai at the end of the game blowing it for the Bengals. Those are your big stories. Terrible NFC Championship game, incredible drama, incredible controversy with the AFC Championship game, and that right there is your NFL Championship Sunday full rundown brought to us by Brunt Insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. And make sure for all of your insurance, your homeowners, uh, car, life insurance, you make sure you call Brunt Insurance. They'll take care of you. 954-589-2204. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great, 
talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. All right, everybody knows all guests on Zaslo Show 2.0 are brought to us by our beer of choice. Official beer of Zaslo Show 2.0 is Johnny Cuba. You want to start your week off right. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. Start your evening with a refreshing German lager in a can. You can pick up a six-pack, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Always remember to drink responsibly. And, of course, Johnny Cuba's mantra I practically live my life by it. Stay tranquilo. And joining us here, we have Zach Harper. Uh, you, you read him in The Athletic. You, you hear him on, uh, you know, Metal Arc, Cinephobe, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio, NBA Radio. Appreciate you hanging out with us here, Zach. I got a bunch of NBA stuff that I want to get to here. Yeah. Um, but first, I, I want to do a little bit of Cinephobe with you. Okay. Because we're, we're big into movies in the Zaslow Mansion. My older son and I, we go to movies all the time. This past weekend, we went, we decided, you know, let's just see a good action movie that we don't have to think about. We went and saw Plane. Have you seen Plane oh, yet? No, not yet, but I'm going to go see it this week. I am so excited. Like, I, so I didn't know what it was called, right? Someone sent me just the video. They'd ripped the video because they're like, oh, if you look at the tweet, they're going to, you're going to see what it's called, right? And so, it go like it goes through the whole spiel of the trailer and everything. I'm like, yo, I'm locked into this. This yeah. is like my kind of movie. And then when it just flashed on the screen, plain, I was like, <laughs> bravo. Like, yes. this is exactly like I haven't looked to see if it qualifies for Cinephobe. I sort of hope it does, uh, even though you don't want those movies to like get poorly rated because I think it it knocks it. But man, that looks like such a fun movie. Right. So Cinephobe's shtick is you guys. You guys talk about the movies that are poorly rated on Rotten. Yeah, Tomatoes, poorly right? rated. So it's it's got to be forty percent or lower on either the audience or the critic score. Okay, because Plane is getting very high scores. I see. I that's what I was afraid of, and that yeah. like there are these movies that come out that I want to be successful and I want to be highly yeah. regarded, and then they're just like you know it, it ruins our show. But I don't think. I mean, maybe one of my favorite action movies ever, if not my favorite, is Face Off. I don't think people realize Face Off is ninety two percent. On, wow. on Rotten Tomatoes, like it, it, like by the critics, like people loved it, and people thought, like, no, this is a legit movie. So I, we'll get that suggestion all the time, like, oh, you got to do Face Off. I'm like, man, it's not even close to qualifying. Uh, plain, I, I recommend it very high. It, yeah, just simple plot. I don't have to think hard. Get in, get out. That was enjoyable. Man, it's a good movie. It's such good escapism, right? Like it's just, it's yep. just such a like you turn your brain off for two hours, you just have fun. Like that's yep. what it's supposed to be. Good. You know what? I had to get up in the middle of the movie. I wanted to go get a snack. Okay. I never yeah. get up during movies. Okay. Because I yeah. don't want to miss anything. But I get up. I told my son, stay right here. Tell me what happens. I, I came back in three minutes, but it's like, all right. I didn't miss anything complicated. I could right, jump exactly. right back yeah. in. Yes. It's like, oh, this dude got shot. This dude's yeah. like waiting in the jungle, whatever. Like, yeah. 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 Really good movie. <laughs> now, there's a couple other movies that are out right now. I wonder mm-hmm. if you've seen or what you think of them that me and my son, we want to go to. We, my son, and I, he's four, my older one's 14. We like the disturbing movies, believe it or not. Yeah. We want to go out. We haven't gotten to yet. We want to see Megan. Have you seen Megan? No, I haven't seen it, but I pretty much everyone I know has seen it at this point, and they were all like, 
this is a super creepy movie like this was <laughs> absolutely disturbing which i love i love scary movies like yeah. i like getting i like getting scared while watching scary movies like, i i just throw myself into it i like the jump scares all that stuff so i'm i'm really looking forward to that we saw the movie smile a couple months ago. oh smile that yeah very scary all right yeah and, no, and my freaked, son at yeah. one scene he had his hand over his face i go you put your hands down you pussy you will watch this yeah. all right no, and, you're like, not doing that you're not doing that peer through the, yeah. the fingers Thing. like no you're gonna you're gonna take this scare yeah. he almost fell out of his seat during one of the jump scares like they got oh, jump wow. scares in that yeah. movie oh, oh no movie. i i did a lot of like oh my god yeah. like jumping back <laughs> in my chair like oh man i was yeah that was good okay and there's one this one other movie that i either just came out or it's about to come out i don't think i'm gonna be able to take my son because it, it just may not we're really liberal and really open in the zaslow mansion but yeah there might be a line that we can't cross this movie, Infinity Pool. Oh, holy oh, shit! Oh my god! Like, I do you know anything oh. about this movie? I I just like I've I've seen some things and like I'm I'm in. Me I'm, too, I'm, but I don't think I yeah, can take I'm my in. son. I may not be able to take him. That he's fourteen. Yeah, yeah. That's... He seen some shit. Yeah, I mean, I look. I so my my I remember this when I was like six or seven, and I was like super into the Nightmare on Elm Street movies right like yeah. i thought they were hilarious and i remember <laughs> i remember my my best friend at the time like he was over for like a sleepover and i'm like oh let's watch right dream and, warriors great movie and so we we throw one on and he's terrified the whole time like he's really scared and i remember my mom like kind of comes in and checks and everything and sees that he's scared and and kind of like gives me a look like what's wrong with this kid and i'm like yeah <laughs> see like i i'm here for i'm here for like weird stuff i'm here yeah. for at a very young age of like you know being exposed like as long yeah you know, exposed to the right things but like there's certain things where you can kind of explain it to a kid but i don't know man this looks like Infinity this looks like an adult only dicey. like yeah yeah it looks dicey for sure apparently they skirted barely skirted an nc-17 yeah once when you're towing and like that's what you should probably adhere to like you know what 17 you can we'll 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 run out of theater or something we'll we'll put this on the big screen yeah yeah so that that all right so i wanted to get your thoughts on what's the most recent movie you guys did on cinephobe uh let's see we just had uh men in black international as part of liam neeson month uh which is not a good movie uh but we had our we had our friend uh marshall newhouse he played in the nfl he's offensive lineman big dude um he played for you know he protected tom Bra tom brady i think or wait no brady might have been gone he played a year with the patriots he played like eight years with the packers he's a big fan of cinephobe and he was like i want to do this movie and he even said like i i'm doing this to sacrifice us for the pod like he knew how bad it was i'd already seen it in the theater and i had forgotten everything except one scene it's not a good movie there's enough bad liam neeson movies to do a month worth of oh dude we, we could do three months like they're like just in the last I want to say I looked this up in the last three years. I think seven movies qualify. Wow! So like, and that's just in the last three years. Like he's just cranking these things. He's out. just looking for. He's just trying to remodel yeah. the home. Like absolutely, he's like get checks. a summer home, get a new yeah. pool in it. Like yeah, that's what he's doing. <laughs> uh, okay, so hey, everybody out there, you check out Cinephobe. It's 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 a really fun listen. Um, let's uh let's do some NBA here, man. Yeah. So uh, the Heat, you know, the Heat had a terrible loss yesterday. But that's one of those deals where, yeah, you know, what? like I wasn't even mad about the loss because here's the thing. It's not going to change my opinion that this Heat team, they could totally lose to anyone. and At the same time, they could totally beat anyone. Yeah, it's just such a weird team. Like 
it, it's weird to see that they were the best three-point shooting team or top two or three three-point shooting teams last year, and they can't hit anything this year. Like, wide-open threes. I think Amin and I were talking yesterday on, on ra- NBA radio, and I think the stat he gave me was on wide-open threes this year. They're shooting 35%, which is just below league average of shooting threes, period, Yeah. let alone wide-open threes. They were like 41%, 42% last year, and not a lot has changed. Like, no offense to P.J. Tucker, who shot the ball well, but he didn't shoot that many of them last year. Like, that shouldn't change the entire dynamic, and sometimes things just happen. Like, the the Raptors, for instance. Raptors have a really good offensive rating. They don't turn the ball over. They get to the free throw line. They offensive rebound like crazy. They can't hit shots this year. They got a bunch of good shooters. They can't hit shots. It's persisted for 50 games, and you just don't think it's going to go away. The Heat, it's kind of been the same thing, except their defense has been so elite, and especially as of late. I Like yeah. three of the last six games, they held opponents under 100 points. Like You just don't see that anymore, especially not that often. And so like I think they're going to be fine. I think the shots will eventually fall. I like it's funny like yesterday's game I was more encouraged by them scoring like 117 or whatever it was than them giving up 122 because I'm like that's an I mean maybe they're both aberrations but I was like that you want to see that offense clicking and I know it's against a bad opponent but whatever shots need to go in and so I like I'm I'm still very high on the heat I think they'll be fine and I think I think they they probably play their competition more than they should. That's a team they, they should just put away. But if their competition in the playoffs is all good competition, they yep. play their competition. Like you have to be encouraged, right? Bam's a guy now, huh? Like he uh, is so we far got, better than he was last year offensively. He, he is. I got to see that in the playoffs, man. Like he, okay. like that, that's just something where I have high hopes from every postseason. And he's not, nah, I won't say he's afraid to shoot. He's just hesitant to do what the defense is giving him. Like, defense has given him that mid-range jumper. He can hit it. He's super skilled. Like, that's the thing. Like, he's one of the most skilled offensive big men in the league, and he shows it most of the time. I want to see that in the playoffs because Mm -hmm. I think he could dominate a series on both ends of the floor against anybody. Again, literally against anybody. I don't care about the matchup. Like, he's that good. I want to see that mentality. Like, they beat the Celtics last year with this bam. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, this Bam, like they beat the Celtics. They like they I know they got swept by the Bucks the year before, but I think they pushed that to seven with this Bam. Like I because the the Bucks two years ago were just like, here, do whatever you want. You can have the middle of the floor. Like that's yours. We're gonna take everything else away. Yeah. Him him being aggressive and him having this confidence and this skill set, if that goes into the postseason, it changes every matchup. I uh I've never disliked a Heat player more than I dislike watching Kyle Lowry. You know, oh, he's he's tough to watch when yeah. he is playing well because it's yeah. constant bitching and moaning and complaining. And now watching him when he's not playing well, dude, it's brutal. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like a middle management Chris Paul thing, right? Like it's just like there's a lot of complaining, there's a lot of whining and Look, if it gets you calls and it, like I don't I don't like it aesthetically, but I get it. Like everyone's trying to get every inch they can out there, every call they can, and if it ends up influencing the referees in a way, like I guess that's that's all that matters is if it it helps you come out on top, but man, like Kyle used to be one of my favorite players. I loved him in Memphis. I loved him in Houston. I loved him in Toronto. I you know, I liked him last year. Like I thought he was good and and now like man, it's just you can tell that mileage has caught up with him. He can't quite separate. He's not hitting shots from the outside. And the defense can be good. And I know he's played a lot of minutes this year. But it's just, man, this is not the Kyle Lowry everyone's used to seeing. You know, the Heat fan, 
I'll get these tweets where, you know, does Spo have it in him to, to put him to the bench, you know, to come off the bench? I don't think it's that simple. I mean, because, nah, man. you know, you, obviously you're the coach of the team. Yes, you're making decisions like that. How much should guys play, start bench, that kind of deal. But I think there's a little bit more to it. You got the whole Jimmy Butler dynamic. They're obviously tight. Like, yeah. I don't think it's an easy balance for what there is to do with Kyle Lowry. It would be great if it was as simple as, like, Spo gets to go coach. And, you know, Pat's going to gonna support him on whatever he wants to do. But, like, you you can't lose key members of the team. If that rubs Jimmy the wrong yeah. way, like, we've seen what that looks like. Like, it, it can spark like it did last year when, when they got into it, right? And then they were on a tear after that and almost made the finals. Or it can turn into a Minnesota Timberwolves situation or Chicago Bulls situation. And I don't think it's... I mean, the the heater way more way more well constructed at you know just organizationally to prevent it from being a meltdown like that. But look, Jim, Jimmy's a Jimmy's a tough dude to be around. Like it's he really does weed weed out like who shouldn't be with him. And I think you you got to keep him on your side. You don't have to cater to Jimmy, but there's certain things where if he wants Kyle out there and there are guys on the team that want Kyle out there, look, I think Gabe Vincent's been way better. Yep. the last year and a half like I like I don't think you can really argue against that and I think they're better off when Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin and Bam Adebayo are all out there defensively and what they can do and but look man like you have to play Kyle the money's the, the money is the money the relationship with Jimmy is what it is and you got to play that kind of political game, game a little bit within that rotation I saw this report either yesterday or the day before I don't know if it's valid but I saw this report how you know, there are teams out there that are interested in Lowry. They've called the Heat, but the Heat, you know, are are not interested in moving him, which is less believable that there are teams out there interested in him well, or that the Heat are rebuffing offers to move him. I think it's that the Heat are rebuffing offers to move him because, well, I know, I know something that's out there is the idea of, like, the Timberwolves don't want D'Angelo Russell anymore, right? Like, he's, he's so bad. Like, he's so bad, but... They can't lose that salary spot. They can't just replace the $31 million that they're paying them. Like, you kind of have to find a way to manipulate that into other, like, multiple role players or another player for around that money. And Kyle's around that money. The complication for the Wolves is Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell are best friends, right? So, like, you, you kind of got to cater to Cat a little bit, even though that, I mean, that organization isn't good and that team isn't good. So, I don't know how much you need to cater to, to Carl Anthony Towns, but. Also, sure, the, the Heat could have cap relief because D'Lo's an expired deal this summer. Um, but then you can punt on this year, and we know Pat Riley doesn't want to punt on this year. We know the organization feels like they can you know, really make some noise. I don't know what they need to do at the deadline or if they can do much at the deadline. But, um, but yeah, like I know there are teams that would want to kind of move Kyle into that slot and you have an extra year of figuring out what to do with that money. But if the other option is like, D'Angelo Russell, like, no, you're not going to do that if you're the Heat. Like, yeah, so they shouldn't I'm, be. Re- he doesn't. They shouldn't doesn't be rebuffing like a heat guy. No, he's definitely. I mean, Spo would strangle him within two days. Like, I, there's no way, and I don't think Jimmy would like him either. Um, so like, yeah, I. It's ridiculous that they'd be rebuffing offers for Kyle. But if that's the offer, then like, yeah, like you can't do that move. Do you hear anything? Uh, you hear any stuff out there about other options that the Heat may have in the next couple of weeks? I mean, like Jay Crowder's obviously been on a lot of people's radar for a reunion there, but it, it kind of sounds like like Milwaukee might be in the lead there. Um, Shamshrani of the Athletic 
reported uh, today. I think the Bucks are believed to be the only team that's gotten a one-on-one meeting with Crowder, and that's kind of like an idea that he might he might be in the lead there. Do we um, know what th- happened there? I mean, he was just insulted that they're not going to start him anymore. They like there was no contract extension. Like he wanted a contract extension. He didn't want to come off the bench for Cam Johnson. Like it just uh, there was a lot of like him feeling disrespected. And to me, it's wild to just like say I'm not going to play. Like no, like look, he's a good player. He's good in his role. Like we've seen what he can do on multiple teams. You're Jay Crowder. Like you can't. Like this is it's ridiculous. Like at least Andre Iguodala when he went to Memphis was like, yeah, man, I'm a champion. I've won Finals MVP. Yeah. Like I'm I'm at the end of my of my run. Like I'm not playing for this Grizzlies team. And the Grizzlies turned out to be good, right? And it helped kind of galvanize them a little bit. But but with I don't know, like like you're Jay Crowder. Like you, I get you typing all caps on Twitter and stuff, but you can't. Like that's not. That's not a thing. Like you don't get to do that, but I guess apparently he does because the Suns are like, yeah, whatever, stay home. We'll find a, we'll find a spot for you. So uh, one of the big stories over the weekend was, I mean, the end of the the Lakers Celtics game. Uh, I've been on LeBron the whole season. I'm not a fan anymore. Off the mm-hmm. court, I mean, on the court, he's phenomenal. Come on, yeah. But uh, but off the court, I, I don't I don't like a lot of his what he's about anymore. Uh, so I get a lot of the, oh you weren't like that when he was with the Heat. Yeah. Haslo, uh, number one, welcome to sports. Uh, yeah. But number, <laughs> but number, but number two, I also don't think he's the same guy now as he was. He got and, weird, man. You he know? got weird. Like it's, it's, dude, it, he, it's every. I mean, maybe it was always this way. Everything's just so performmative now, right? Like I just don't know what's real and what's what's like show with him. And so like, like I'm kind of with what you. What kind of reaction was that after the I'd non-foul? Say, look, he that was more of a of a of an emotion than when he won the title with Cleveland. That whole like Cleveland, this is for you and all that. Like there was more emotion in this tantrum that he threw than than that entire celebration. Like when I like, so I wasn't watching the game live, right? I like I'm kind of keeping track on my phone or whatever, but I was out and I see video of him reacting like that, and I'm like, oh my god, like I got to find out what happened. I go to League Pass, I rewind it to where we get to this point. I'm like. Yeah, you got fouled, but like, like this isn't gonna make or break your season. You suck. Your team is terrible. Like you're putting up numbers, but like your team isn't any good. And it's January. This isn't, this isn't keeping you from anything. Like that was such a weird, weird reaction. I'm like, I felt like I had pulled up the wrong game, even though I was watching the reaction from this guy. I, I felt like I had I had pulled up the wrong game because I just it was so bizarre. It's a crazy reaction. And and okay, hey, he, he cares. I, I like it when the guys care. He cares, Zach. He cares so much that 36 hours yesterday, ahead of the game tonight against Brooklyn, he's already been ruled out. Yeah. All right. Well, he, he, I, he cares so much. He's already ruled out a day and a half ahead of the next game. Zaz, I got a I got a theory. I think he was on pace to break this record in Indiana and he didn't want to do that. Uh, so he's like, all right, man, I'm sitting out. I'm sitting out against Brooklyn. Like, I think he's, I don't know if there's a good game to do it. Cause he's not going to do it in New York. Right. Like he would have to put up like 60 and 60 or something like that. So he's not going to do it in Madison square garden or he wasn't before. Um, but I think he looked at us like, pace I'm on Pacers. No, I don't want to do this, man. I'm, I'll do it at home. I'll do it in new Orleans or whatever that next road game is. But I think, yeah, but you're right. Like, did he use up all of his energy? And he's like, all right, I'm tapped for, for Monday night. I can't, I can't do this. Like I'm too tired. Like he's listed as ankles, ankle soreness. How do you know you're not going to wake up Monday and the ankle's not sore anymore? Also that treatment they get, man, like there's, 
they do magic with that stuff. I can't. I can't get into the load management stuff I, with you. It's yeah. too much. I. I, it's I mean, I, look. I still like LeBron. Like I. I don't have any. Pro- I don't have any real problems with him. I just. I find myself rolling my eyes with him. Oh, yeah. so often. Like he's oh, like, yeah. I watch basketball every night, and this is like your four. Your team is fourth in free throws. Like, don't <laughs> tell me. Don't tell me you. Like you're you guys aren't getting calls. Like it, like I get it. You don't get as many calls as you used to. You also shoot a ton of jumpers. You shoot seven threes a game that you shouldn't be taking because you're shooting thirty one percent. And you know like what? This. Also, teams. You know what kind of teams don't get calls? Bad ones. The shitty teams. Yeah, bad you know? teams don't get calls. Like I hate to say it, but like that's a real thing around the NBA. Nope. Good teams get calls. Bad teams don't. You got to deal with it. And, and you're so, a bad team. It's a bad team. Like he doesn't play defense anymore. Like they like they, he puts up numbers and it's look, I think this whole season, because they're so bad, it should be about him breaking the record anyway. That like that's all the focus should be. Like, okay, let's say they get into the playing tournament. I don't have confidence they would beat OKC. I don't have confidence they beat Portland. Like I like that's it's just not a good team. And so focus on the record, break the record, shatter the record, set it to where no one else could ever catch it, like and and wrap up the career playing with your son. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Just quit pretending that you're trying to compete for a title it's like not with this team is this now a new thing that the referee twitter account is just going to be like admitting mistakes in big spots because that look, kind of opens pandora's box now is not look, a good look look it's the the thing this is way worse than the lebron tantrum yeah is they said this is a lot of sleepless nights sleepless nights that's a 23 and 27 team. You do this <laughs> shit in the finals. You do this shit in the conference finals. Right. Not even in a playing tournament game. This is January, late January. That's a sleepless night scenario for you. Get out of here. That's way more performative than anything LeBron did on that. They court. screw up a playoff game. I better see a tweet immediately after that game. Oh, there better be. There better be. Oh, my. Look, we, we need to take some time. We need to take a sabbatical after this blown call because we are just apoplectic. Like we can't handle this anymore. We're so sorry. Like, you know, we're going to start taking some pills so we can sleep. You know, we're going to make sure that we have a nighttime tea. We're going to make sure that, you know, we have blackout curtains and and an eye mask and everything because it is going to be so hard for us to rest our heads on our pillows and fall asleep after blowing this call. I mean, you saw what happened after the Lakers game and, January 28th like it's just you know like now this is this has kicked that up so much more we're so sorry from the bottom of our heart thoughts and prayers to all players involved like that's what it's got to be so really bad precedent it's stupid like I I actually have a I I used to love it and now the whole like replay thing the whole two-minute report the last two-minute report's terrible I hate last it's stupid man like I it's this faux it's this faux transparency because of the Tim Donaghy stuff, right? Like that that's where that's where it comes from. And maybe there's some gambling stuff that's that's intertwined with that to where they feel the need to be transparent, but but it's just like it does nothing. You don't reverse any contest. It's just like our bad like we know you missed it. We saw it. Like we complained about it or we noticed it in in real time like it I don't need them to confirm that. Like that doesn't ch- if it doesn't change if they're not like, "All right, let's run back those last 32 seconds from from Hawks Grizzlies and we'll and we'll try to see if they get this right like if it doesn't do that it's just dumb like I I don't want as many replays anymore I don't want that stuff. like we have human error in sports we have human error in officiating I think it's gone too far in terms of like trying to quote-unquote get it right because it there's a certain point where it ruins the product of the game like sports has been about I also like I feel this way about looking stuff up right it used to be like you would be at a bar with friends and be like hey man 
you know, Damian Easley hit 35 home runs one year. People and your friend be like, Damian Easley didn't hit 35 home <laughs> runs any year. It's like, yeah, man, it did. And you would argue for 30 minutes about it and his time with the Tigers and all this stuff. And then you move on to another subject. Now it's like, hey, Damian Easley hit 35 home runs. Hold on, let me look it up. I got to pull out my phone. Like, <laughs> it's just this, it's too much checking stuff now. Like, let's just have fun with this stuff again. If I could tell, and, and I want to add one more thing here and then I'll let you go here, Zach. You've been really kind with your yeah. time. You know, we got oh, the, sure. uh, we got the all star game coming up. Yeah. Uh, I, I got this weird beef with the way they do the all-star game now that I need your opinion on. Not that uh, the all-star game matters. Of course yeah. it doesn't matter. And the idea of picking the teams like playground style is fun and all, but yeah. here's my beef with the all-star game. Now when I was a kid and God, the all-star game was must watch when I was a kid. Yeah. I'm a kid East versus West. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know what's going on now. When I watch the game, because we don't do East and West anymore, I don't know who's on which team. Same. <laughs> I'm watching the game. I don't know. Oh, you know, they should put in this guy. Like, I don't know who plays for who. And it it makes it a weird watch for me. It's, oh, man. I think it was a good idea to try it, right? Like, captains, pick teams. I love that they're going to pick teams on the court right before the game. Like, I, I think that's a phenomenal idea. Here's what I think they should do. I'm with you. Like, it should be East. It, one, it should be East-West. Two, they should be wearing their own uniforms. I don't want these dumb, like generic. Oh, we've got the blue team and we've got the gradient orange team. Like, I don't want, I want, I miss it when like, I would see like Steve Smith and Larry Johnson in a Hawks and a Hornets Jersey, like on the court in the all-star game. Like, that's what I want. And so I think they should go back to like the team jerseys. And then if you want to pick teams, give the East 20 guys in a player pool. And the captain, whoever gets the most votes for the for the East, LeBron or you know, Giannis this year, he's got to pick the other eleven out of those twenty. So you have nine guys that don't get to play. Nine guys do the same in the West. Do the same. Yep, they flew there for nothing. They got a free trip to Salt Lake City or Park City or whatever. Congratulations! (laughs) And do the same for the West. You want drama? You want picking teams? That's what should happen. That's what they should do. Like we vote on twenty. You know, twenty players from each conference to go, and only eleven get picked by those captains. And that's. That's what it should be like. I I like the change where they made like the Elam ending where, you know, the fourth quarter they got to yeah. get to. So I think that's good because it, it creates a, you know, it creates a more competitive vibe than what yeah. had been there in years. You don't have, you know, Steph literally lying down on the floor while Giannis dunks on him and stuff in the game. Um, So I like that. But man, like this, I don't I'm with like I'm rooting for team LeBron. I'm rooting for team Giannis. I don't know what that means. Like, I don't like. I don't. I used to be like, oh, hey man, the West won the last four All Star games. Like, look at that. And now I'm like, I don't know who won. I don't. I still. I couldn't tell you which team won the last two years. I have no idea. Watched it. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, Bam will be assigned to. I'm assuming Bam's going to get in. Bam will be assigned to. Yeah. You know, Team Giannis or or, or you know Team Durant, LeBron, whatever it is, and yeah. the game's going to be going on. I'm not going to know who Bam plays for. Right. Right. Exactly. It's so weird. And so. Because it just says like all star across the chest, right? So it doesn't even tell you. So I'm like, all right, blue team. Oh, d- blue team score. Uh, it went for LeBron. Okay. I hope they added that right on the graphic and I didn't just like miss it because every once in a while they screwed that up, right? Like I have no idea who I'm rooting for. And let me add one more thing about this mm-hmm. all star stuff. I absolutely love when the starters get announced, right? Starters get announced on TNT and players take to Twitter or players take it and they're like, you know, so and so got robbed. Shea Gilgis Alexander got robbed. Mm-hmm. Joel Embiid's like, you know, it's disappointing, but it's just fuel to the fire because what they're doing is complaining about their own fans. I think it's hilarious. It, oh. it, like people are like 
Kings fans, for example, were uh, after I think the first or second returns, they were like, they're like, this is ridiculous that Austin Reeves is ahead of De'Aaron Fox. Agreed. Vote for your guy more. Right. Right. Like this is on you. Like with those ballots and everything. I think it's just so funny when players complain about the starters. Like the reserves, whatever. You complain about that all day. That's coaches. That's like that's a whole other process. But it's just so funny to me when they're complaining to the fans of their own product and their own their own fandom where I'm like, like, all you're doing is saying you guys didn't vote for me enough. That happened with that's- the NFL when people were complaining that Tua was number one yeah. among all voters. Like, yeah, we now yeah. granted, I'm sure the Samoan community also, but sure. we did a great job voting for our guy. We're being yeah. really good fans. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's why it's why, you know, that one year Zaza Pachulia almost w- made the all-star because the Warriors fans were like, yeah, man, we're voting for him. We don't care. Like, well, remember they did one be? year. Remember the NHL one year, an AHL like enforcer made it as a starter. I, yeah. I think maybe he played for Montreal at the time and he was voted. It was like a gag, but he was voted in as a starter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I lo- look, I'm here for for ballot returns being completely tampered with when it comes to all-star stuff, all pro stuff doesn't matter. Like I, I, the more chaos, the better. That's what we need in sports. Zach. Excellent job. Tell everybody, uh, the myriad of platforms that you can be heard and seen on. Uh, the athletic that we just launched today, a brand new, uh, daily newsletter. It's free. Uh, you don't have to subscribe to that for any money like you do the athletic, but it's a free newsletter. I run that, uh, every day. So go to the athletic.com slash bounce newsletter. Uh, you can sign up there, read The Athletic if you're subscribed. Thank you very much. You can catch me on SiriusXM NBA Radio, SiriusXM Mad Dog Sports Radio, and of course, listen to Cinephobe, the podcast where Amin El Hassan and I watch movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. We try to ascertain if they're properly poorly rated, or maybe they didn't get a fair shake. It's Cinephobe. It's produced by Anthony Mays, part of Metal Lark Media, wherever you get podcasts. Man, Infinity Pool looks crazy. I gotta see it. Hey, man, you know what? I might come to Miami and watch that with you since you're not <laughs> taking your son. I, I'm ready for it, man. I gotta, I gotta know what's <laughs> going on there, man. I know. I know. It's crazy. Great job, Zach. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Zaz. Appreciate it. Excellent job by Zach Harper right there. Hey, got to let everybody know before we continue on here. If you're not feeling well, it's the beginning of the week. I'm not talking about if you're hungover because you had a great championship Sunday, you know, watching the games, get a little boozing going on. But maybe you're getting sick. Maybe you're coming down with something. If that's the case, what if I told you instead of having to go to the urgent care and sit there for hours and pay a huge copay, what if I told you that the urgent care can come to you? That's right. Doctors on call, 365 South Florida's Urgent Care. They come to you. That's right. Treating children, adults, the elderly. If you're sick, if you're under the weather, Dr. Alon, he's the medical director, board-certified emergency medicine and residency-trained internal medicine doctor. He's coming to your home. You call right now if you're not feeling well. 786-577-9302. Phones are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can go online right now as well. Doctors on call 365.com. You're going to get Dr. Alon to come to your home that day. He's going to treat you right there. You need a COVID test, strep test, flu test. You need vitamin therapy. You need blood drawn. You need need a prescription filled or refilled. Whatever you got going on, Dr. Alon is going to come to your home and get you back on track. I mean, the convenience for me, that's everything, but also... You would have to go to the emergency room and wait for hours, and then your copay is going to wind up being more than you would be charged in the comfort of your own home or your office or wherever you're at for Doctors on Call 365 to come to you. Again, if you're not feeling well, let's get it taken care of in the most convenient of situations. 786-577-9302. 
And of course, you can always go to doctorsoncall365.com. Real shitty loss for the Heat yesterday afternoon. Like you heard me there with Zach. Uh, I'm not about to get upset with it. Um, Yeah, they could beat anyone and they could lose to anyone. That's who they are right now. Now, I know there's some people out there who send me some text messages, send me some tweets where it's like, hey, you hear these Heat Colin Sexton rumors? Um, I saw like one account is out there saying that the Heat have discussed a trade with the Jazz. I feel like, number one, it's only one account that I see it from, so I don't believe it. But also, whenever you're reading Heat have discussed, it's bullshit. The Heat, I mean, they keep such a tight lip. There are no leaks. If the Heat have discussed something, you're not going to hear about it. I also have a hard time believing that the Heat and Danny Ainge with the Jazz are going to be able to negotiate something. I think that's a difficult trade to make, but... Uh, Colin Sexton rumors. You know all in the offseason. I was all over Colin Sexton. I'm a fan. I think he's a Heat kind of guy. I would love for the Heat to make a move for Colin Sexton. I'd love for them to make a move getting rid of Kyle Lowry, but I would love for them to make a move for Colin Sexton. Now, they would not be trading Lowry there. Utah has no interest in Kyle Lowry. Utah would want potentially, they would want probably multiple first-round picks, which is crazy to give that up. And they would want Nikola Jovic, who would feel like a first-round pick as well because he was a first-round pick for the Heat. Uh, I would love for the Heat to get something done for Colin Sexton. I don't know how realistic it is because, again, it's from this one account. It's got, like, a bunch of followers, but I've never heard of it. And, yeah, when it's coming from just one place, eh, a lot of clout chasing going on out there. So I don't necessarily buy it. And and like you heard there as well, I mean, uh, LeBron's theatrics out there. My goodness. Oh, my God. You know, how does LeBron care so much about the game that he's ruled out 36 hours ahead of the next one? It, 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 Zach's right. It, it feels performative. He is, he is very, very tough to watch. All right. Anyway, very much looking forward to WWE Raw tonight. That's right. Royal Rumble Fallout. Make sure you go back and you listen to this week's episode of It's Still Real to Me reaction show from the Royal Rumble. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. You know how we do it. So how about after the game yesterday... NFC Championship has been awarded to the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts, he was breaking out the vocals. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. Fly, Eagles, fly. Go ahead, touch down, one, two, three. In a low, in a high, and watch those Eagles fly. All right, this is not a big deal. Terrible, terrible singing voice there from Jalen Hurts. That song is obnoxious as hell anyway. We were watching the NFC Championship at the Briny yesterday, Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. He had this one guy, super loud, sitting at the bar, and every time the Eagles scored, he's singing Fly, Eagles, Fly. Very obnoxious. This is not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? After the Eagles won yesterday, the Empire State Building lit up green in honor of the Eagles winning the NFC Championship. The Empire State Building is in New York City. The Eagles play in Philadelphia. The Giants and the Eagles are bitter rivals. This is a big deal. What the hell is going on, Empire State Building? How did anyone think that was an appropriate idea? Big deal or not a big deal? 
I saw this report that the Green Bay Packers, they may be preferring to move on from Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what you're going to get in trade for Aaron Rodgers, but I will tell you, see, this is a big deal, of course. If they're going to trade Aaron Rodgers, that's a big deal. But this would be the right move. Aaron Rodgers, for the first time in his career, is not outperforming his contract. He's being paid more than he is worth for the first time in his career. And that would be a good sign for the Packers to move on from him. So I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Everyone hates Tony Romo now. Tony Romo a few years ago was the darling of broadcasting. And now, you go on Twitter, you go on social media during that game yesterday, everyone hates him. Now, I will tell you, I was getting a little bit annoyed by Romo too during the game. But you know what also bothered me? So there's this idea out there that he's not preparing for games anymore the way that he used to. He's being paid so much money. Romo, after the game, when you had Travis Kelsey come in and he's yelling, this isn't Burrowhead, this is Arrowhead, Burrowhead my ass. And Romo was confused. Romo was acting, and I don't think it was an act, but it sounded like Romo was hearing Burrowhead for the first time. How is that possible? Tony, you can't be broadcasting the game and you're not paying enough attention that you haven't heard all the Burrowhead, Arrowhead stuff. That's a bad job out of Tony Romo. That's a big deal. He's being paid so much money. Everyone seems to hate him now. That's a big deal. Finally, big deal or not a big deal, Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. He returned at the Royal Rumble this weekend. He entered at number 30. He won the Men's Royal Rumble. He's going to WrestleMania, presumably to face Roman Reigns, although there's still much story to be told there as far as Roman and Sammy and the bloodline go. But Cody Rhodes, I like how after the huge WWE Premium Live events, they do press conferences. I got to go to one of these. And Cody Rhodes, he was talking to the media after winning the Royal Rumble. Uh, Triple H has no reason to be a fan of mine, if you really think about it. I smashed the throne. Um, I took a lot of shots. Always lighthearted, but I think I think he knew where it was coming from. Um, I was hungry. I mean, he's he's the one guy. Uh, he'll, I, I don't think he remembers this, but I'll never forget it. I remember I... I talked to him in a gorilla position one time and I was really frustrated doing Stardust and uh, I went to walk out and he just he looked back at me and he said, uh, hey, rattle the cages. And I, and I, okay, you know, like that could have meant a lot of things. Go talk to the writers, go, he said, rattle the cages. I took it real literally and uh, went out and rattled them as much as I could. And uh, I'm so glad that that relationship gets to develop now. Because it's clearly, if you guys have seen how I've modeled a lot of my my pre- presentation and performance, I'm clearly a massive Triple H fan. So I'm glad that he's the coach and I get to play and I want to play quarterback. And uh, I'm just, uh, again, I owe him a lot for how he handled my dad, but I don't want him to look at me and see my dad. Um... I want him to look at me and see me. And today I felt like he saw me. And that's that's very important. Um, my last name's done a lot of things for me, but we're at a point in my career where my first first name has to do those things as well. And uh, it's off to a great start. 
Um, so let's see where we go. From I here. like it. I like the press conferences after the big premium live events. And, and it's funny, man. I did not like Cody Rhodes with AEW. But now with WWE, and I'm obviously biased towards, although I love AEW, but I'm a WWE guy always. I like Cody with WWE. I'm, I'm a fan, man. He's easy to root for now. Just keep that brandy. Keep that wife away. She's terrible. All right. So I'm going big deal. I, I, I really enjoy Cody Rhodes. And that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. All right. Thanks to Zach Harper for joining us. Hey, however you listen to this show, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you get at me on Twitter at Zaslow Show, at Zaslow J on Instagram, where I'm an influencer. If you want to be part of the show, JonathanZaslow at gmail.com. We're looking to bring on one or two more sponsors. We're in the spot where that's something that we're looking to do right now. So you can get in touch with me if you think that that's something that might work for you. Otherwise, great job by everybody involved in putting together the show today. You guys did awesome. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba. Stay tranquilo, because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat... Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.